You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Welcome back to the Live Diet Free Podcast. It is Client Spotlight Day, and you guys know I'm so excited always about these. And today is no different. We have one of our incredible clients, Andrea, with us, and I'm so excited for you to hear her story and be inspired by it and take your own action. So with that, Andrea, thank you for being here. Why don't you give us a quick introduction of who you are, where you're from, what you do, and just kind of what makes you you? I am originally from West Virginia, but moved around um, with my husband in the military. We have three kids, and um, and I am an urban designer and go around doing military construction projects uh, kind of all over the world. And I really um, grew up as an athlete, and I really kind of enjoy um, anything that's athletic and any, any kind of sport or even uh, getting out and running around with the kids. So cool. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There's so much interesting stuff I want to dive into there. Um, first of all, what branch are you guys? He was army, but he's now retired. He just retired in September. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Congratulations. And thank you all for your service. How old are your kids? I have um, a 13 year old uh, and 12 year old. Most two are boys. And then I have a two year old little girl. Oh, wow. Got quite a range. <laughs> yeah. Keeping you on your toes. Well, I know we have a lot of military families uh, or military spouses who listen to the podcast and most of our listeners are moms as well. So definitely can relate to that. And, um, you know, just kind of the chaos that is trying to hold down the fort while your spouse is gone, while also working yourself and raising kids and moving around. So you certainly know what it's like to have a full plate. What, uh, What sports did you play as a kid? Um, I loved basketball, and uh, but I played all kinds of sports. I did <clears throat> swim team and volleyball, and I uh, played volleyball in college. Uh, but I always basketball has always been my sport. I just had the opportunity um, with volleyball. <laughs> that is so cool. As a non-athlete or a not very good athlete, it just blows my mind to have a <laughs> have the opportunity to play a sport that like wasn't even really your main one. You must yeah. uh, you must be quite an athlete. That's very cool. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about how you were feeling before you reached out for coaching and kind of what, what prompted you to reach out. I would say kind of through my thirties, I was able to um, kind of prioritize somewhat keeping in decent shape. um, And so it wasn't really a problem. Um, But as I, as my kids started getting the older two started getting older, I I just started getting more involved in their, their world uh, and my career and just found myself in a position in which I, I didn't feel um, ecstatic about where I was in my career or the environment that I was in, in my career. And um, and then I kind of realized also that um, all of these times that I kept trying to do whatever fad diet was out there or a rigorous program in which I found myself injured because I tried to jump back into it too quickly. Um, it just, I was in this cycle of, of trying and not succeeding and, and kind of feeling badly um, that I wasn't able to keep a commitment to myself. And I just kind of found myself at this point thinking, wow, this is middle age. Um, and yet I was lucky enough to have been friends with, uh, with Meg 
um, years ago. And I kept watching her knowing that she was just a year or two older than me, um, living a life that I desired, having physical fitness as a routine part of her every day and her willingness to kind of convey that to me had been appealing for a long period of time. And I think it just hit a point in December and January where I thought, I'm not doing this by myself. <clears throat> I've tried and I'm not succeeding. And I want to, I want to reach out to someone that has clearly proven over a decade to, you know, of, of the time I had known her, um, that she has got this figured out. And that's when I reached out to you. It was kind of when I was at a all time <clears throat> high, it was kind of back up to where I had been when I had my two-year-old and, and wait. And so I just was like, gosh, I've got to do something that, um, that becomes more permanent and, and enables a commitment that I can't seem to find. I think it's so admirable to have both the awareness and then take ownership of when we're stuck in, in any sort of cycle. I think it's so, I think that's the thing about cycles, it's, it's easier to just kind of go around and around than it is to break them. But to have that real kind of tough love conversation with yourself and say, okay, I can keep doing it this way, but what's going to be different? Or I can make a conscious choice to make something different. And if that means getting help, so be it. There is no, there's nothing wrong with getting help. And especially when you see someone who is living the life that, you know, maybe you've been telling yourself isn't possible for someone like you. And then you see an example of like, well, like, why couldn't it be? Why not me? I think that's um that's just so so inspiring. You said something that I know a lot of women can relate to is just kind of the feeling that like, maybe this is just middle age. Maybe I just need to kind of resign myself to this is how it is. It's just kind of out of my control. And that having, in your case, Coach Meg to kind of see and be like, well, hang on a second. If that's the case, then why wouldn't it apply you know, to her too? So there must be something I can do here. And why not go to someone who is walking the walk and can show me how to do the same. So when you started with coaching, what were your top few goals? What did you really want to hone in on in your time with Coach Meg? Um, I, I wanted to rebuild. I suffered a series of injuries to my foot and I, I wanted to rebuild the ability to go out and do things again. Um, I wanted to be fit in the way that I um, recognize fitness through kind of having goals that enabled me to get to a point of being able to do push-ups or to be able to do these athletic things that had always mattered so much. But, and I also wanted um, to focus on, uh, on weight loss through that too. All right. So let's talk accomplishments so far. Tell us what you're most proud of, whether it's scale movement measurements, non-scale victories, just sort of lessons or mindset shifts. How are you different and a better version of yourself than you were pre-coaching? Um, I get up and I have tons of energy. Um, I'm excited to go do things. I no longer see the thing that I'm going to do with my friends and family as being eating. I see it as what activity are we going to go do together this weekend or today, or instead of going out to lunch, we're going out for a walk. Um, and so that has been a transformation for me. Um, and then uh, also just the amazingness of my joint recovery um, with something I had struggled with for two years, actually kind of almost a, throughout my adulthood, I've had this every couple of years, I kept re-injuring the same ankle. Well, I've 
was very surprised at how much the exercises and strength activities that are, are part of your program enabled balance and um, strength to the point that I don't have the same type of suffering that I have had, um, you know, for several years now. And I can, I can kind of do any of the activities and I'm not afraid to go play a game of basketball. I'm not worried about that ankle going out again. I can just do it and have confidence that it has the strength um, to make it <laughs> through the activity that I wanted to. How cool is that? It sounds yeah. like it's just really kind of unlocked you being able to get the most enjoyment out of your life to not feel held back or insecure or concerned. You just know my body is strong and capable and therefore I can get even more enjoyment out of the things that have always brought me pleasure. Yeah. You mentioned kind of this shift from eating-based activities when you're socializing to activity-based. I want to go back to this because I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I know my my parents used to joke that, you know, when we would take vacations or go visit family, we would eat and then we would like sit and talk about what we were going to eat next until it was time to eat again. And it was very food focused. And I know that's the case for a lot of people, probably even the majority. And based on the hundreds of women I've worked with, there's a lot of people out there who want that to change, who want to be more activity-based and not have every time you get together with your girlfriends or you go out on date night to be so food-centric. But I think there's a lot of uncertainty about like, well, how do, how do I actually do that? Do you know? I don't want to call attention to the fact that I'm trying to lose weight and make everybody not to eat if that's what they want to do. I don't want to be responsible for you know forcing everybody else to be more active. I'd love to hear your experience with how did you help kind of facilitate that shift? And did you experience any pushback? And kind of what was that like for you? I don't think that I consciously knew that that was what I did for my activities until I think I just always assumed that my life was so busy, I didn't have time for me. And it was through the kind of reshifting of where there were time, there were times available, even when I didn't realize that they were there, but kind of carving those times out that made me realize how precious time was. And if I were using these moments of time to go out and eat, um, I I was one, probably not making the best choices routinely. I was providing myself more opportunity to not make the right choice, Um, but it was time. And if I had a commitment to trying to get a certain number of activities in or a number of steps in a day, I didn't, I just realized I didn't have time for that. And it was kind of um, not a conscious shift in how I was allocating my time, but it was one that became a part of uh, what I did and who I am over the time, over the course of realizing what it takes to get to the place that I, uh, that I want to, or what that goal is. Um, so it was kind of almost not conscious getting there. That's so interesting. Um, just finished a book that I'm not sure if the review will come out before this episode or not, but, um, just talking about how being focused on your big picture values makes a huge difference in how you allocate your time and therefore the results you get. And it sounds like for you, like you said, it wasn't a conscious, I'm going to do less eating centric activities and more um, you know, movement related ones, but it was more so you kind of shifted back into that mentality of an athlete, of an active person. And then therefore it wasn't even really a question. It was just like, oh, well, if I'm this you know healthy, active person, this is what healthy, active people do. And then kind of the eating piece was almost like just kind of a um, 
what is the word I'm looking for? It happened as, a, as a, a result. Byproduct. A by, yeah, byproduct. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was a byproduct, <laughs> right? You were, you were kind of adding, focus on what you're adding to your life and how you can get back to, you know, feeling like that version of yourself. And then just kind of, uh, you know, by the byproduct, the, um, the other stuff happened. That's a really good lesson. Would you say this is, I don't know if this is something you've thought about, but what would you say you, what are your kind of top values? And do you think those have helped you being connected to those? Do you think that has helped you with that time reallocation? Um, kind of uh, the, my, my value set um, of honesty, kind of having that integrity, um, just in general, like general values that I really believe strongly in um, helped me be honest with myself and honest with Meg and, and in those moments of kind of um, purposely disappearing uh, and her coming to, to track me down and make sure that I'm trying to respond. Um, it was the, it was the accountability that came with that, that mirrored my value set. And it kind of um, encouraged me to be true to, um, to the commitment that I had set out to do. And I, so I guess in the sense of like what overall values coming in, um, but in doing so, it gives me um, more purposeful time with my family, which is absolutely something um, that I, that I really value. And I think in a, in a world in which um, you can have jobs that are a nonstop take of your time and energy, um, sometimes it's hard to find a balance between it. And I know I'm kind of segueing into a, another area a little bit, but um in being so purposeful with my time through this program, uh, there's a self-confidence that's come out um, for me that's not just in physical activities, but really in myself and in the fact that my values matter um, and I need to choose a life that reflects those values um, in a way that I can be purposeful enough with my time to to be there with my family um, in the way that I want to and not in the and not in the very limited space that is the after work or just before work and kind of craziness that it, it helped me solidify um, that you have choice in this world and you can choose your career and you can choose to alter it to try to support a new found set of values or a new, a new normal that we kind of all walked through over the past couple of years of realizing that, wow, life doesn't have to be a rat race. You can be more purposeful with your timing and, and put your value set higher than just um, following the path that you find yourself on instead of creating that for yourself. I love that. And that was one of the things that Coach Meg mentioned when she recommended you for the podcast. I would definitely want to come back to that, but I want to just go oh, back sure. to the values for one second because I think this is a really, this is like a, a, a good nugget for our listeners. I think a lot of us, and there's actually a, a value exercise in one of the books I just read recently where you kind of have this whole big list of words and you narrow it down to like your 10 and your three and your, I skipped five, but it doesn't matter. Um, point being, I think a lot of us would say on paper anyway, that we value honesty and integrity. And I think typically when we say that, we are mostly thinking about with and from other people. So I think it's so interesting and such an incredibly... <laughs> profound point that when you mentioned honesty and integrity, you were kind of thinking about it in, in yourself. Am I living with honesty? Am I living in integrity? Because if I am saying I'm committed, but not doing the things, or if I'm saying I'm going to communicate when I need help and I'm hiding, then I'm not living to those values. Um, and I think that 
kind of little bit of a reframe might really hit home with someone who's listening and thinks, well, I value those things too, to then sort of turn them inward and say, okay, of course you probably exhibit them with other people. How well do you think they're living them where you're living them when it comes to yourself and your goals? And is there a way you can improve that and start living by them a little bit more? Love that. Okay. So let's talk about kind of this spider web effect that taking back control of your health and your time can have. Because this is one of my favorite things about working in the health and wellness realm is that I think our health can be a very tangible focus, whether we have scale or body fat related goals or wanting to be a certain size, or we want to improve certain health markers. There are a lot of really tangible ways that we can see am I making progress in those directions? So I think that makes it an easy sort of front to start on. And then when you do see that I have set a goal, I've committed to it, I'm taking action and it's working, that builds this you know, renewed sense of confidence in yourself that, you know what, why wouldn't this same thing apply to any area of my life? I can just decide the goal. I can reverse engineer what do I need to do to get there. And then I can take action, whether it's in my career, in my relationships, whatever area of your life. If you're enjoying this episode, I want to invite you to join us in Foundations. Foundations is our six-week group coaching program designed to help you remove every obstacle standing in between you and the weight loss you're after. Learn how to overcome the overwhelm of getting started, stop buying into BS that only yields short-term results, and learn how to master the big rocks you need to lose the weight and keep it off without sacrificing your quality of life in the process. Whether you want to lose 15 pounds or 150 pounds, we can help you in foundations. For all the info and to join, go to estereevent.com slash foundations. So would you mind sharing with us a little bit about what it's looked like for you to notice that elsewhere? Like you said, either with your family or career, how this confidence has shaped those other pillars? So in my career, um, I've started looking for jobs. I've started um, not just looking for exactly what I have now or just the next step up, but I've started looking for ones that really value um, quality um, and and capability over a standard number of hours or, you know, a a really strict work schedule. It's it's so kind of in what I'm looking for now um, is very different than the, than what my career has been, where it's been very regimented. I want something that I am capable of contributing to in a really meaningful way, um, but that allows me to have that space. And, and it's not, it's not an instant today. I decided I want a new job and I have it. it it's one that takes a, it can take a long time. It can be um, because a lot of people are probably looking for those really unique positions, but I think it's the confidence in knowing that just because one door isn't open for you doesn't mean that one won't be open down the road. And so it's a series of, of applications. It's a series of interviews. And I think just the process of it increases your confidence that it doesn't have to be exactly what I know. I, I, and just like, you know, anybody else in whatever their given field is, we have the ability to not just do what we've always done. Um, the skills that got you to be exceptional in an area are skills that are, are, um, can relate to a, a myriad of fields or or something that is different. So I think it's that confidence of of being able to present yourself in a way that helps people see those. And you had referred to them kind of as values before, but of those 
the value set for the career that you have to be able to look out um, and to keep trying and with like positively keep trying and, and maintain that optimistic attitude that at some point it will alter. Somebody will see that and, and um, give you, help you create an opportunity for yourself and for your family to be able to have that, um, to have that life where you have more time for them. That's so awesome. I think, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't intend for this episode to have such a strong values theme, but I feel like it keeps coming up that, you know, kind of by, yeah. by living your values now you're wanting a career where, you know, in a company that is aligned with those and helps you have the work-life balance that you want and feel fulfilled in what you're doing. And I think there, there were just so many good, good things in that. One of them being just recognizing that like, yeah, nothing is really as easy as saying it and immediately it's true, but that doesn't mean it's not worth working for. Especially, I think, in a career sense where if you have a job and you're not thrilled then you know you don't want to stay for forever. What do you have to lose by starting to network or apply or do interviews? Mm-hmm. The time's going to pass anyway. And better to be, you know, to have the ball rolling and be, like you said, kind of developing the the confidence that, okay, I'm interviewing well. I believe in my strengths. I know I have, um, you know, what companies are looking for. I would be an asset to them so that you put yourself in a position where, the you know the good the good fortune can fall on you. There's some quote that I will not remember even remotely, but <laughs> about how you know good um, you know success is like um, talent meets opportunity or something like that. That you know it's unlikely that you're just going to get an email out of the blue with your dream job. You do need to be proactive. Um, so I think it's great that you're like yeah, it's inevitable that I'm going to find something and I'm going to do my part by you know by putting myself in a position where that's possible for me. And then I think the other thing is the acknowledgement that the skills that you already have are so widely applicable. I've talked about this before in one of our guest episodes with uh, the career coach, Liz St. Jean. We were talking about you know finding your strength at work and how they can apply to your health and weight loss. That I think sometimes we tend to think of our strengths kind of in these silos of, you know, maybe I'm very patient with my kids, but I forget that my patients can also, you know, is just part of who I am, it could extend to my work life. I forget that I'm incredibly organized or assertive at work, and I could be more organized or assertive with my own stuff. So the recognition that like, yeah, these are all just part of who I am, and I can apply them to whatever domain I want. So, so good. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone who's feeling the way you were a few months ago, just kind of that general like middle-aged sort of blah of like, is this as good as it gets? Do I just ride this job out until I can retire? Do I just accept that I'm going to gain weight every year? To someone who's listening who might be feeling that way now, what would you say? I'd say give yourself a chance. Um, Give yourself a chance and surround yourself by people or, or engage um, with an organization that is going to support you, um, not only on these little tiny goals, because I, you know, when I reached out to you all, it was really about um, kind of fitness and weight loss, but give yourself the chance to be around people that not only will support you in that realm of your 
um, desire, but ones that'll kind of maintain that positive attitude and believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. And that's really what I found through your program was um, something that helped me regain the confidence and the and the feeling of the person that I that I am that I'd forgotten about um, being a mom and being com- so overwhelmed by the uh, amount of work and and it, it's just all of the craziness that can happen in life um, if you keep trying it on your own. Um, if it's not working, um, reach out to people who really know how to make it work for you. Uh, and, you know, for me, I was really concerned even through the process. I was like, wow, I'm It's kind of in, there's a piece of it that's a bit humbling to say, OK, I can't figure this out. Um, is it worth this? Is it worth the investment of time and, and money to be able to do this? Or will I just fail at that? Um, am I going to be disapp- more disappointed in myself later than if I hadn't? Um, and and you I don't, I don't think that you will be. I think that, um, you have a program that's built to kind of walk people through slow at first to try to help them gain confidence, um, in all of these things that are different than anything I'd ever done before. Um, but that confidence that you have in us, even when we don't have it in ourselves, helps us get to the point of gaining that confidence to be able to continue to create, to do these strength exercises, to be committed to increasing our steps. Um, I, I just give yourself a chance and, 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 and try it. I love that. That really is what it's all about is if you're not happy with where you are now, something needs to change because the only way to guarantee it doesn't get better is to do nothing or keep doing the same thing. You do need to give yourself a chance. And it's just the greatest compliment I could receive to hear that, our program has helped you get back to, to your best self. And I think it's so interesting to me, the probably the number one concern of the women that I talk to, that we do consults with, and whether or not they come on as clients, is this fear that I might fail again, or what if I can't? And just kind of the general self-doubt and, and lack of belief. And it's so interesting to me because I can very much remember talking to business coaches and my husband about business goals that I just felt like, absolutely, like there's there's no way. I don't even want to say it out loud because there's no way. And just having them respond with like the utmost confidence of, like, yeah, of course you can do that. Like not even a second thought, just like, yeah, of course you can. So matter of fact. And that's exactly how I feel about all of the women that we talk to. Of course, it's possible for you to be successful. Of, of course, like there's there's just no doubt. Yes, you will be. And you you said exactly what Megan and I say over and over is even if you don't believe in yourself yet, borrow our belief. We believe in you. And over time, you will come to see it too. You'll get little kind of glimmers of it at first where you're just like, okay, maybe. And just more and more as you show up for yourself and as you live in, you know, self-honesty and self-integrity and start showing up as that best version of yourself, it will just grow more and more until you just really believe that just like with the the job pursuit, that your success is inevitable. And you don't need to stress about exactly when it's going to happen because you know, if I just keep doing the things, if I just keep trusting myself, if I keep dusting myself off when I'm imperfect, I'm going to get there. It's all going to work out. Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. Is there anything that we didn't touch on or that you want to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Um, the only other thing that I think um, has been really surprising to me through this is um, walking through all the things in the past five and a half months um, 
that would normally have derailed me from if I had my own commitment um, through COVID, through back strains, um, through all of these things, kids getting sick, all these things that in general would have derailed me. This is the first time that it that it hasn't. And even though in the moment or in the week, I might not get through it or I might get a walk in in the middle of having COVID, um, it this program helped me walk right back into it as if I had not even been away from it. And I think that to me, um, having had, having had a, you know, relatively athletic life um, and many injuries throughout that, those were the things that were really hard for me to overcome and get back to where I had been. And in this program, I'm picking back up and a week later, I'm right where I had been before. Um, So I would say um, that to me has been the really, one of the coolest things too, is that this became a life changing program, not just something I'm doing for a few months and losing a bunch of weight. It's something that is a lifelong thing, or I, I perceive it to be a very, very much a lifelong change in my mentality. That's amazing. Just because I know some some people who are listening are going to be like, that sounds awesome. But how? How do you go from getting derailed by a weekend or an indulgence or an injury or setback or whatever to a point where it just kind of rolls off you and you just pick up? Is there anything specific that you feel like? Was was there like kind of a light bulb moment where it clicked for you? Or is it more this kind of gradual, you just kind of hear the things over and over again until you're like, oh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing that. I, I think it's gradual, but I think it's because um, because there's an element of forgiveness in your program um, to where when I wasn't forgiving of myself and I was frustrated and in that kind of like ball of like, gosh, you know, where it like builds up in your throat where like, you're like, I didn't do this or I overindulged that weekend or I got sick and I probably could have moved and didn't move. There's so much forgiveness in this program that's given to you um, and it encourages you to not hold yourself to some extreme um, goal that you've set, but helps you realize that life's about adjusting it. And if you're there for the long haul and not for the, for the individual goal of that week. Um, but that overall it's what you do over time that matters and not what you do in that exact moment. It's, it's walking back from that moment and getting back at it. Um, that'll carry you through. And so I, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't really know how to communicate that in a way um, to help someone realize kind of that low that I had as I started and the confidence that I have now. Um, and, and it, but it's, it's through that really that positivity and the learning how to forgive yourself in a way that's really true and not just something that you say um, so that it, so you're not frustrated and you walk back the next day and you can do it. That's, you may not have felt like it when you said it, but I think that's so well said. And there's actually, by the time this episode comes out, there will be episodes 93 and 94 are about how to get more willpower. It's a book review. And one of the overarching themes of the book was that self-compassion is one of the keys to, to, to more willpower, which is so counterintuitive. I think most of us feel like, and even a lot of the women that I talk to will say, I need somebody who's like a drill sergeant, who's going to, you know, be, you know, yell at me if I don't do the things. A lot of us think that's what we need and it's just not. And when you make that switch and in hearing you describe it, I know exactly what you mean. That like, it's when you haven't experienced it, it's hard to kind of describe, but it really is just immersing yourself and allowing yourself to be around people who are saying, we're not going to make you feel bad. We're going to help you see the reasons that you shouldn't, that you're human and this is normal and that you can learn and grow from it. And this is not a problem. And it's just like kind of the more you expose yourself to that, 
the more you just believe it to be true. And the more you start to treat yourself with that same forgiveness and compassion of like, okay, yeah, it's, it really isn't a problem. (laughs) And, um, and, and really everything can shift that. It it sounds like magic and it kind of feels like it when you experience it. But to those of you listening, this is not a unique experience. There is nothing different or special that you need to have or be or do. You just need to put yourself in a position where you allow this to be possible for you too. Thank you for, for uh, bringing that up as an ending note. I think that was an awesome point. Andrea, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to them all, I appreciate you being here. One way you can help this podcast succeed is to subscribe, rate, and review it. If you don't mind doing those things, I would love to thank you with a copy of our weekend survival guide designed to help you have weekends you enjoy that don't set you back from reaching your goals. Just send a screenshot of your review to admin at estheravant.com and we'll send it over. And don't forget to check out estheravant.com slash foundations for all the info about our six-week group coaching program, Foundations, designed to help you remove every obstacle standing in between you and the weight loss you've been after.